Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Dacker. It's time now for our Travel Thursday edition of Mind Your Business. Uh, with the travel restrictions lifted and travel demand on the rise, a lot of people in the tourism and hospitality industry are optimistic that things would be better for them in the next few months. Well, our next guest, Radisson Hotel Group, is optimistic about their growth in the region as the hospitality industry regains its momentum. RHG has also recently announced its APAC expansion plan with the group targeting a multi-brand expansion from over 400 properties in the region to over 2,000 hotels and resorts by the year 2025. How are they going to achieve that target? We're going to find out right now with Ramsey Fenanos, who is the Chief Development Officer Asia-Pacific for Radisson Hotel Group. Ramsey, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Eddie. How are you? Thanks for having me. Very good, sir. Thanks for taking the time to talk about tourism. Love it. So you guys are an international National Hotel chain headquartered in the United States. What's your presence like here in Southeast Asia? Well, just a correction. The, the headquarters is actually in Brussels. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. So Asia for us has been um, quite an exciting journey so far. Um, we have a big regional office in Singapore. In the region, we have around 427 hotels all across Asia Pacific. Technically, we're the second largest operator in the world by number of rooms and number of hotels, around 12,300 hotels. Uh, worldwide. I've been to Brussels, by the way. Very nice and peaceful. I love it there. Let's talk about the impact of COVID-19 on RHG. I mean, what did you guys have to do? Were there any so-called pivoting efforts? Yes, absolutely. We had to rethink the whole business. You know, the past two years have been um, extremely difficult for for our industry, as as you probably know. Um, So we have really been focusing on trying to drive um, more uh, performance on the hotel basis, um, trying to be a bit more um, flexible in terms of um, uh, the talents that we have in the hotels. You know, many of our employees had to uh, pivot to other industries, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, and now we're trying to get them back. So with regards to um, the operating model, I think it has been uh, quite a, a dramatic change in the way we, we operate the hotels. You know, we have employees that are now multitasking, uh, you know, the front office desk, people that uh, instead of doing two or three tasks can eventually do 10 tasks. So we've been training employees on being more flexible uh, with regards to their responsibilities in the, in the hotel. This was one of the, the big pillars. Yeah, it's tough though, I would imagine. I mean, I've been following the hotel industry, especially during the pandemic, you know, from when Mm -hmm. here in Singapore you had staycations and you see even senior management coming out to do, you know, things that they probably haven't done in years. Front page of the Business Times this morning talks about the problem with regard to finding staff. Two of the integrated resorts here in Singapore, one has 1,500 job openings, the other has 1,750 positions. Mm -hmm. How do you attract these guys to come back? It's it's tough. It is tough. It is absolutely tough. And I don't think it's only relevant to the hospitality industry. Now I talk about my industry, but I think it's globally. You know, in any in any um, uh, service uh, position, yeah, yeah. it has been quite tough to attract people. Um, I think you know, for for us, as I said, many people left the industry and did something else, and they actually realized that you know they can do other things. So trying to bring talents back is really investing in our in our employees. I think for us at Tradition, you know, investing in, in, in our employees and um, uh, is uh, key. I think, you know, you can't have happy guests if your employees are not happy. Mm. So training, you know, investing into training, investing into growing, I think for us also 
in this industry, it's it's not an easy industry to work uh, for. You know, it is quite time consuming. You need to be dedicated. It's a passion industry. So finding people that are actually passionate about providing service to others and making people uh, happy uh, staying with uh, with us in our hotels is really key for us. So it comes through selling selling uh, growth. I think every employee in any industry is looking for growth. And I think, you know, the hospitality industry is one of the few, I would say, that where you can start in the kitchen and become a general manager. And I think that's something that many people aspire for. You know, you don't have to have, uh, you know, uh, an MBA to, to become a general manager. You know, you can really work hard and grow up, the, you know, the corporate ladder by hard work. And I think that's one of the few industries where it is possible mm. uh, to enter at a very, very uh, low level, I would say, and grow up and become, you know, a general manager or, or in a corporate office. Mm-hmm. You just described my uncle who, who, who did that, one of my, <laughs> my older uncles. And I've always admired how he, he worked his way up. This represents an opportunity when you look at everyone talks about the rebound of travel, right? So... Yeah. Anyone who's perhaps studying right now about to graduate, what's the greatest value proposition other than, you know, the the, the opportunities that you mentioned? What's the greatest value proposition that one could give to a potential employee? Well, it's, you know, we are an international company. So I think for us in this industry, really travel is is key. And that's why we've been suffering. You know, the the, the main driver of hospitality is airlift, like it or not, Mm -hmm. internal, you know, whether it's internal to a country or international uh, travelers. So for employees, it's the same. You know, when you join our system, you have the opportunity to travel the world. And we have a lot of internal movements and we actually push uh, people to to move around uh, the globe. So I think, you know, it's also quite interesting to be able to um, experience different cultures, different countries. Uh, be able to move around, um, which is very unique in, a, in, in the corporate world. I mean, it is very diverse. You can be, you know, managing, uh, working in a property in the Maldives, uh, and the next day you can end up in, in New Zealand in a mountain resort. I mean, this is the kind of opportunities I think that we can uh, offer to to any uh, any new employee or an existing employee in our in our group. I wish I'd done this when I was younger, man. But, you know, you have a lot, and speaking of younger, right, a lot of younger people now are very passionate about sustainability. I mean, yes. how do you manage this? How do you incorporate it a, into growth plans and, and manage it with the younger employees? Yeah, very good question. Um, sustainability is a very complex, you know, it's a nice yeah. word, but it's very complex yeah. to, to put in place. I think it's... Um, the, the younger are a bit more sensitive to it, um, and I think it's really educational. You know, we need to spend time and educate our, you know, the future generation on sustainability. And I think that, you know, at school, um, they are very sensitive to it. So um, actually, there's, you know, there's a, there's a study that says that people are ready to pay more to stay in sustainable hotels. And I think sustainability in Asia is still uh, lagging behind, to be very honest. You know, and we see it at the, at the early developments when we're sitting, when the team is sitting with owners, you know, developing the new hotels and trying to push for sustainable, um, you know, either construction materials or new technologies to save energy. It is a tough sell, you know, because, I, of course, the cost is a bit uh, higher. However, on the long term, we really see, you know, good returns for the owners. So it's, mm-hmm. um, it's trying to balance in between the owners of our hotels that are putting, you know, millions of dollars in investment and trying to, to, to get them on board with sustainability and having consumers that are actually looking for that. So, and, you know, the, 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 the new generation there, they're tough. You know, yeah. there's no, 
really. I mean, you see them on social media and the reviews. So it is a tough crowd. It is a great crowd, but um, their their expectations are very high. And I think we're all working in the industry, not only writers in Hotel Group, but I think the whole industry is, um, you know, trying to push for more sustainability. Now, there is always a threshold between how far can you go without compromising guest experience sure, you know sure. we you know i mean if you go in your room and and you forgot to put the paper on your bed to change the the the, the linen you're going to be an angry customer because <laughs> if you wanted to have the linen changed yeah. and you come back from from a long day at work um you're not going to be happy so it's really you know trying to, to find the fine line in between comfort and uh, sustainability yeah, we take that for granted. Actually, Ramsey, bringing up sustainability and costs, right? Whilst the crowd is tough, I wonder if enough understand that someone has to pay the price, like in, in dollars and cents first. Is it too much expectation that the hotel has to pay? I mean, I know you mentioned that people have said they're willing to pay more for a sustainable experience, yeah. but that's not the majority number of people traveling. Um, well, you know, you'll be surprised. Okay. We have we, there is there is a big trend of people that are 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 happy to pay more to be in a sustainable hotel, and okay. it, it is it is concrete. I mean, the numbers you know, you know the numbers are there. So, ultimately, the, the you know the, the cost, the initial cost is really on on the developer, right? Mm. It starts with the building. Yeah. it's not. It's about the construction, the way the the uh, you know the isolation of the hotel is done, the way the the cladding. Uh, what type of material? If you're on a resort, you know you should be you should be a bit more conscious that the sun is going to be you know in your hotel all day. So mm. choosing the materials already from day one with the with the owner and the the engineer is is starting to be sustainable. Then on the hotel level, you know, for example, we are um, we are pushing for um, bottling uh, towers. So we don't we don't use water. You know, the water is done on the premises. We bottle them on the premises and we put them in the rooms. So. And these are minor costs. You know, this is this is the initial cost of acquiring the, the equipment. But on the long term, it's really worth it. I mean, the amortization of it is very quick, and um, and it's not it's not an incremental cost on the guest. It's right. just an initial cost for the owner when when we do the development with them. I understand there's an initiative called Hotel Sustainability Basics. Could you share more about that with us? Yes. So um, we actually uh, we actually were one of the pioneers in that. Um, uh, there we launched this um, uh, hotel sustainability basics, which basically is very simple. I think you know sustainability can get very quickly confusing. So we decided <laughs> to you know because you can. I mean, it's it's a very complex uh, yeah, topic. So we decided to simplify it to the maximum, so um, owners and uh, guests can understand it. And we actually uh, launched it at the World Travel Forum in. in Manila. So it was quite. It was quite. It was quite nice actually to see many operators come together. We we started it. We initiated it as a, a you know as a, as an initiative. But when when you see other operators and competitors, you know at the end of the day it is a competitive. They are competitive. But for this subject, um, you know, sitting together and trying to to uh, put in place something very very basic, as it says, you know, the, the basics of sustainability by really going through simple words, simple terms simple ways of um, executing, I think execution of sustainability is quite complex. So we really went down to the basics and, you know, listed 10, 15 items that we believe are the minimum required to start uh, being sustainable. And it, it has actually been very successful so far. And they, um, both from a guest perspective and owner, it was very, very well received. Yeah, I like how you put it. This is really one area we don't need to be competing, but working together on. Ramsey, and that leads leads me to this point, right? I mean, we've talked about sustainability. We've talked about staffing issues. 
And RHG has a plan to expand from 400 properties or over 400 properties in the region to over 2,000 hotels and resorts by the year 2025. Um, how are you going to achieve this target? Yeah, no pressure. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for inviting me. <laughs> I was finding the most dramatic way to put it across. <laughs> no, no, no worries. I think, you know, um, first, you know, the company went through a big um, uh, strategy plan. Yeah, so right. when we were acquired by Jinjang, um, uh, four and a half years ago, four years ago, there was a clear strategy on uh, growing in APAC. You know, we were big in the US, we were big in Europe. Um, Asia Pacific uh, was one of the areas where we, we thought there, there is a huge potential for us. So um, we embarked on a, on a strategic plan. COVID actually helped us, if I would say, to even, you know, sharpen even more on our development strategy. So it, uh, unfortunately, it was very, you know, slow uh, growth, but it allowed us to really understand what the market in Asia needs. Um, we have, you know, we have completely delocalized our, our development team. So now we have business units in each country. We realized that during COVID, we couldn't travel. You know, I had mm-hmm. my team in Singapore stuck because of uh, travel restrictions. And therefore, we couldn't access owners. We couldn't access, you know, the ground. So we completely delocalized the business. So now we have in-country business units, we call them, where um, uh, people can, you know, can reach out to owners uh, to develop new hotels. So this was really one of the key factors for us to be able to grow uh, significantly. Now, there is organic growth, which is, you know, the normal growth. And I think every hotel company in the world is, you know, 5% growth a year. That should be organic. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, we are now deploying a bit more uh, tools, I would say. So um, it is exponential growth, and exponential growth comes with, you know, uh, means. So we are looking at eventually um, growing our brand through uh, partnership, uh, either through match or franchise agreements. So we find a good partner that can, you know, take one of our brands and run with it and develop 10, 15 a year. So that's one of the models. The other model is m You know, we're looking at mm. eventually buying um, operating platforms. You know, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not into the real estate business. We are operators at okay. the end of the day. So for us, eventually, if there's any owners that, you know, have a, a portfolio of 5, 10, 15 hotels uh, willing to keep the real estate and, uh, you know, get rid of the operation, we would eventually be able to acquire the, the operation platform uh, and rebrand under our brand. I mean, at the end of the day, we are, we have, you know, a very industrial view on, on the way we grow it. We want to grow our brand. Um, it is, it is, a, it is a very uh, ambitious plan, but it, it's an achievable plan. Um, we also have, you know, we learned a lot uh, through our experiences in China. In China, we sign 150 hotels every year of our own brand, of Radisson Hotel brand. Um, and that's a big machine. So there is a lot of learning as well that we are going to apply uh, in the rest of Asia. Uh, to be able to achieve this growth. Wow, fantastic. I've been speaking with Ramsey Fernandez, who is Chief Development Officer, Asia Pacific for Radisson Hotel Group. Ramsey, appreciate your time this morning. Take care, have a great day. Thank, yeah? you, Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thanks. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.